And good morning, this is Mike Lodge, the business advisor. I'm glad that you've joined my podcast for the day. Listen, it's a beautiful day here. It is sunny, it is uh, coming through the trees, and it's absolutely absolutely a beautiful picture. If you could look at it as a picture, it is a picture. It's a beautiful picture of nature. Listen, we have had a problem over the past few years now with the rule of law. And we see it more and more for small businesses trying to survive in cities and communities where there is a high influx of crime, where individuals are literally just walking into the stores and taking the merchandise out, and no one stops them. And, and if they do get stopped, or if the police do get have interaction with them, they are dismissed by the district attorney because the district attorney has a business philosophy that says uh, we're not going to prosecute this too low crime. Well, unfortunately, when businesses are hit and that merchandise is taken, it hits the bottom line. And it has forced a lot of stores out of businesses in various communities. Drug stores out of communities where they, they need those drug stores, where they need to get their medication. And so it creates a hardship on the community, but it creates an even larger hardship on the business itself. And we see it happening day after day after day. If look at the statistics in, in San Francisco, where individuals are literally just walking in and taking big-ticket items out, as well as small-ticket items. But they're being hit hard. And the district attorney says, no, we're not going to prosecute them. Anything, well, the state has come up with a law that says anything that they steal that is $900 and below, they're not going to get prosecuted. Well, that's kind of stupid because if you have a whole bunch of people attacking one single store during any course of the day, that store is losing money. It cannot survive. And it doesn't happen just one time or two times. It happens daily. People are taking merchandise out because they know they are not going to get prosecuted if it is $900 or below. So we now have cost-conscious <laughs> thieves <laughs> going in to stores and say, okay, what can I take here that is below the $900 limit? And they do it. But then there are other brazen thieves that are going into Gucci and and Louis Vuitton and just yanking them out of the stores. Because they know that they will not get caught. They know that they will not get hit. So the rule of law, if not enforced on theft, all kinds of theft, is going to create a conflict and a, and a financial strain on that business. So why stay in a community where there is no rule of law? Why stay in states where there is no rule of law? California, New York, uh, uh, Chicago, those cities and states are notorious for district attorneys who do not enforce the, enforce the law, does, does not protect the business people. They don't care about the business people. So if you look at those situations... You understand why they're moving out of those cities, why they're moving um, to uh, places where law enforcement is there. States like uh, 
Arizona and Nevada, states like Florida, states like all kinds of different states where they really do enforce the rule of law. You see, right now, businesses have had a hard time. They've gone through the pandemic where they've literally had to shut down. They've lost billions of dollars. And then came along uh, the, the current situation where we have a supply chain mismanagement by the government. And the, now businesses are suffering because they can't get the supplies into their stores. You go to some of the stores and you look at go go to the cereal department. And you will see the stores, they look filled, but if you pull out a box, you're going to see there's nothing behind that box. They're just fillers. So once those boxes are gone, that's it, until they get another supply in. So they're trying to make it look as though that they don't have a supply issue, but they do have a supply issue because it can't come in fast enough. If you look at the shipping time of, there was a report that came out last week that said that it's now taking 110 days for an item to leave the manufacturing plant in China to when it gets here into the United States and onto the shelves of the, of the people. 110. It was 113. They've cut it down by two days. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's 110 days, but that's a long time to be waiting for supplies. I have an app. I forgot what the name of the app, but it's on my phone. And it monitors all of the shipping lines around the world. So I can go to any port, like Los Angeles or New York or Florida, any, any, any port. And I can see how many ships are sitting out there. Waiting to come in to get unloaded. It's a lot. It is a lot. It literally looks like it's just a bunch of ships right on top of each other. And we have the same situation uh, then once it gets off the ship trying to get it to the place where it needs to be unloaded and then finally out to distribution. Because now some of the truckers have decided, well, this is no longer profitable for me to be a trucker in the United States anymore because of all the rules and regulations. There's a, a problem in California that in order for you to be able to take your truck into the into the shipping lanes to take the uh, product off the ship and then place it onto your truck, you had to have a newer truck, you had to have so much insurance, and you had to, it, it was a whole bunch of rules. So a lot of the truckers said, okay, this is too expensive for me, I can't do it any longer. And they stopped moving product from the ships out to the warehouses, and then out to the, out to the customers. So this has been managed very, very badly. So we have the rule of law, we have the container situation and the movement of product, which has slowed down considerably. I mean, 110 days, that's a long time for a product to get from a manufacturing plant over to a store of some kind. That's a lot. That is a lot. So when we look at all of this, and my point today is to really 
look at the economics of no law enforcement providing support for local businesses, when you look at that and then you look at the time frame that it takes to get the product to the store, you have a real problem. And once that gets to the store and then it's stolen, that's even a bigger problem. And so there's no reason for that store really to remain in business. During the pandemic, I think the estimate was that it was 60% of small businesses went out of out of business. They shut their doors. And now with this supply chain issue, and uh, we are seeing even an, a number more stores that are, at the moment, they're on the verge of deciding, should I stay open or should I close? So you as a community have got to apply pressure to your law enforcement and to the district attorney's office and say, listen, you've got to enforce the laws because these small businesses mean a lot to our community. They mean a lot to our family. The drugstore that just shut down was where my grandparents got, our, got his, got his uh, medication. Now we have no place to go. So you have got to apply pressure in order to keep these businesses able to survive, you've got to apply the correct amount of pressure on these district district attorneys and law enforcement to put a law to put the small business as a priority because they mean a lot they create jobs for those communities they provide medication and, and medical care for those communities they provide a place for people to eat in those communities but once they start going under. We have a problem. Small businesses have always been the backbone of this country. They have always been able to create jobs. But now you're seeing a lot of small businesses and you say, well, why aren't they hiring? Why aren't they able to get the people that they need? It really isn't about the people that they need. It's the qualified people that they need. The people who can literally stay there and do the jobs. If you've got other economic concerns like children in school or children not in school and they're at home because the schools are shut down or there might be another situation where a family member might be sick and they need to stay home, it's hard for them to pull those people away from their families and into a work environment. So we have that situation. But we also have the situation where You've got a crime rise. The, a crime has risen. And, it, and, and why would you want to go to work in a store where it's going to be robbed every single day? So we have a duty to our small businesses. And that is to apply pressure to our district attorneys more than ever before. Because these small businesses are the are the livelihoods and the backbone of these smaller communities. Same thing with with our community hospitals. They're suffering also because of a high influx of people who don't have the insurance uh, coverage to literally get the care there. It has shut down many hospitals, especially in Los Angeles. We have got to become more aggressive in the way that we monitor our law enforcement and the way that we monitor our rule of law in these communities that support our businesses because they're really needed those businesses are needed 
People need those jobs. People need part-time work. People need the products that come from those stores. But if they're shutting down because law enforcement and the district attorneys are not enforcing the law, we have a problem. Listen, this is Mike Lodge for, and I am the business advisor. If you would like to follow me at my uh, website so that you know more about me, go to www.lodge-co.com. Again, that's lodge-co.com. And if you want to see my blogs and all my postings that I do throughout the day, plus my podcast, go to www dot buymeacoffee.com forward slash Michael Lodge. Once again, that's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Michael Lodge. Listen, everybody, go out and have a great day. Remember to support your small business today. This is Mike Lodge. Talk with you soon. Bye-bye.